morning and turn to the book of Luke. I shouldn't even have to tell you what chapter. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, okay? Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I love Christmas time. I just do. Uh, I, I enjoy the hymns, the singing. I like the lights. By the way, I have been told, I haven't seen them yet, but that uh, place that used to have the lights on Owasco Street, they, um, down, down near Emerson Park, they, they didn't have them for the last two or three years, and they've, they've uh, got them back up again. So, uh, and they were playing one of my, uh, I, I saw a quick video of it, Pastor Jared and, and uh, Kristen went by and, and saw it and, and took a video. They were playing the Carol of the Bells. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. And uh, the lights were flashing the whole nine yards. I, I, I like all that stuff. I, I really do. And uh, the reason why I like it is because the Lord did something in my heart when I got saved. Um, the Lord has been uh, good to me. I, I, I realized uh, after I've been saved for a, a few years that uh, because of some things that happened in my background, I was not really thrilled with Christmas time. And for, for a while, in, in my early years of being saved, I, I struggled a little bit with Christmas. I really did. And then, uh, then I got my heart right about the whole thing and realized that, wait a minute, I ought to be rejoicing during this time. This is a wonderful time because we're remembering about the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to this earth and uh, dying for us on the cross and uh, given himself for us. And that's really, that's what Luke 2 is all about. It's about the blessing that came down to Bethlehem on, on uh, the, the day that Jesus Christ was born. Let's all stand together, and if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, let them look on with you. We're looking at Luke chapter 2, and we'll read the first seven verses. Pray and get right into the message this morning. It says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone, into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it's good to be here in church on the Sunday before Christmas. And uh, Lord, help us to focus our thoughts and our minds and our hearts on the, the blessings that uh, you have brought to us just through this one event. The reason why I'm saved this morning is because Jesus came down and was born of a virgin and was, was uh, made flesh and dwelt among us and then died on the cross. Uh, I am so thankful, Lord, for that first advent of Jesus Christ because as one of the songs said uh, here just a moment ago that we sang that uh, you were our sacrifice and uh, Lord without that sacrifice we'd still be in our sins we love you this morning God and we pray that you'd help us to set our minds 
at Christmas time on the right things so that you might get the honor and you might get the glory. Bless this, this message this morning. It's the Word of God that's being preached. I pray that the Word and the Spirit of God would work together. And Lord, as you speak to our hearts, may we say yes to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. One of the ways to look at Christmas is to, to look at the birth of Christ as a huge blessing. It was not only a blessing to uh, the, the nation of Israel, but it was a blessing to the whole world. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And where the, the uh, initiating of that giving took place was right here when, when Jesus Christ was, was born in a manger in Bethlehem. And uh, it, was a, it was a huge blessing that came down from heaven that happened during a very oppressive time in history. Uh, it was a time when, when uh, uh, Rome had taken over and was ruling over Israel. It was a time where uh, this, this, this particular time was tax time. And you know, you know how well a favor we look at, at April 15th. Well, uh, this was a time when they had to, to go to Bethlehem and they had to pay their taxes. Uh, Augustus Caesar was the ruler, and uh, uh, God used his decree for taxes to bring, to bring Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem. We were talking about in the, the adult Sunday school this morning about all, some of the prophecies. We only just hit the, really the fringe of the prophecies about Jesus Christ and about his birth. But uh, all the prophecies that were fulfilled and fulfilled in minute detail in one single person, and that was the Lord Jesus. Uh, they had to, the, uh, Mary and Joseph had to, had to travel 80 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Now, when we think of 80 miles, we think, oh, that's no big deal. It's a little bit past Rochester. Yeah, but on a donkey. And walking is a whole different, whole different story. Um, and they, they took that trip. Rome took a, a census every, every 14 years for tax and for military purposes. And the Jewish males had to return to the city of their fathers to record their, their name, their occupation, the property, their family, and so forth. And God, God used that time and that census and that, and that tax time he, he used it to fulfill Scripture. In, in Micah chapter 5, it was prophesied in, in verse 2, But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee he shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. And, and of course, that's referring to the Lord Jesus, how that... When he was born, even though he was born physically, he was from everlasting because he's God. The Bible says that, he, that God became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, the Bible says that he was, Jesus Christ, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So he was totally man, but he was also totally God. And what a blessing that was, not only to Israel, but that was a blessing to the whole world. The reason why you're saved, if you're saved this morning, if you know for sure your sins are forgiven, is because one day God became flesh 
and dwelt among us. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for Christmas time. Praise the Lord for the for the for the blessings that that uh, God gives through that through that event. Now there there were there were some that obviously got a got a blessing from the blessings. I guess you could say the obviously Mary and Joseph did because they responded right. The uh, the shepherds did, and we're going to look at that in, in just a little bit. Uh, and, and they responded right. And uh, then a little bit later, and we're going to look at this tonight, a little bit later the wise men uh, got a blessing because they responded right. But now understand this. The blessing was in Bethlehem. Jesus Christ was born. He was born in a manger. He was God in the flesh. And yet only a few people really picked it up. There weren't a lot of people that participated and, and really got the benefits from the blessing. And so there, there were many people who missed the blessing. I don't know about you. I, I, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. If it, I, I've been this way since I was a kid. When I was a little kid, I never wanted to miss anything. Uh, it, the night before a trip, I couldn't sleep because I was all excited about the trip. And, uh, and I, I wanted to get every, every uh, uh, good thing that I could get from the trip that my parents and I were making, whether it be a vacation or whatever. Uh, the, the night before Christmas, oh my word, that was a, that was a mess for me. It was just a total mess. Uh, I, I didn't get very much sleep. I, 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 I stayed in bed for every night, with my, uh, every Christmas Eve, with my eyes wide open for a while before I finally fell asleep. I just didn't want to miss anything. And I'm still kind of like that today. I don't like to miss anything. If, if, uh, if there's something going on, I, I want to I take part in it. Uh, I, I want to, to get the benefits of it. When I heard, when I heard about the, the lights being back over on Owasco, I said, ooh, we have got to go see that. I don't want the season to go. I don't want to miss it. But here's the truth. The truth of the matter is there was a whole bunch of people that missed the blessing in Bethlehem. God became flesh. That never happened before, and in that particular way, it'll never happen again. But there were some that participated in it. There were some that saw it. There were others that were so close, and they were right there, and yet they missed it. And we're going to take a look at, at some of those people that missed that blessing. And understand that just as God was giving, was, was, was being a blessing in Bethlehem that day, and a bunch of folks missed it, God's doing all kinds of things, and he is, he is interested in being a blessing to his people. He's interested in being a blessing to each and every one of us as individuals. But oftentimes, we get caught up in so much other junk that we just miss the blessings that God has for us. So let's take a look at some people that were there, that, you know, were, were right nearby, but yet they, they missed the blessing. First one was the innkeeper. And, and a lot of it's going to parallel the Christmas program that, that, we, that we were able to, to see and that, our folk, that you folks did um, last weekend. But the first one was the innkeeper. And, and the innkeeper was busy. I mean, his inn was full. He had, he had all the rooms taken. There were no extra rooms. 
and he was wrapped up in the business of keeping the inn. Uh, he was wrapped up in things that really in comparison, you think about this, he was, he was sitting in his inn taking care of things all around him, and in his stable, within walking distance of where he was, the Son of God was born. Woo! Man! And guess what? He never saw it. He missed it. And he missed it totally. Why did he miss it? Because he was all wrapped up in stuff that was insignificant. He was all wrapped up in stuff that now, you know, almost 2,000 years, about 2,000 years later, uh, that the stuff that he was all concerned about means absolutely nothing today. But what happened in that manger of his, that he never even went out there as far as we can see in Scripture and, and, uh, and, and participated in, uh, that meant everything that day. Uh, he, he missed what God was doing, and it was right in, his, <laughs> right in his own backyard, right in his own side yard. Uh, he was entangled, and he was entangled in the things and the affairs of this life. The Bible tells us over in 2 Timothy chapter 2 that one of the things we need to be careful of as saved people is uh, we, we have to be careful of being entangled in the affairs of this life. And the affairs of this and again, the affairs of this life, it's, and we're not talking about sinful stuff. We're talking about stuff that's legitimate, things that, that, that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. But the Bible says don't get entangled in it. Don't make that your focus so that you miss what's going on and with God and the blessings that he's got for you that are, are, are right in your area, right going on around in your life, but you've missed it because you've, you've become entangled. Entangled just simply means to be confused or to be disordered or to be tied up. And, and uh, that's what we get. We get tied up with things just like the innkeeper. There's another guy who missed it. His name was Herod. Herod was the, the, king, the king of the Jews. We're going we're gonna to take a look at him a little bit tonight. But uh, Herod was full of pride, and Herod was full of jealousy. And uh, uh, he, he heard about the birth of Christ, and he feared that birth because he feared he was going to be dethroned. Can you imagine a full-grown man being afraid of a baby <laughs> and the birth of that baby? Um, but yet he was, and that's because he was so tied up with himself. He was full of pride. He was full of jealousy. Um, you know, uh, he wanted things to go his way. And, you know, when we as, as God's people get tied up in ourselves and we... we, we, we we, we want things to go our way. We don't want any, any disruptions to come to our schedules. By the way, if there's ever a time when disruptions come to the schedule, it's Christmas time. I mean, you'll have things planned and something will throw the whole thing cattywampus and it just, you know, it won't, it won't, it won't fly the way that you expected it to fly. Well, you know, rather than getting all tied up in that thing and letting it get you bent out of shape, and, and uh, uh, causing you to, to miss what God's doing. I, I don't know if you're like this, but I am. I'm this way. One little thing will happen that will bother me, and I'll totally 
focus on that one little thing. And sometimes, and I've had this happen, sometimes I get so focused on that one little thing and God's doing all kinds of stuff around me and I don't even see it. And I don't see it because I'm focused on the one thing that bothers me rather than the blessings that are going on around me that God's doing for me. Um, You know, uh, that's what Herod was like. He was so tied up in himself that, and it, it bothered him so much that he missed the birth, the historical birth, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, what, what we want is we want things that will fit into our schedule rather than things that bring honor and glory to God. And that's what Herod was like. He was, he was, afraid, of, he was afraid of Jesus Christ. He looked at Christ as a threat to him. Here's the truth of the matter. When Christ was on the earth... He was very obedient to human authority. He was not disruptive to it. He was obedient to it. But, uh, but Herod missed all of that, and he missed the incarnation of Jesus Christ in the flesh because he was all tied up in himself. Another, one, another uh, group of people that missed it. Go to, look at Matthew chapter 2. Just back up a little bit. Go to Matthew 2. Look in Matthew 2, verse 4. It says, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Uh, the, um, the chief priests and the scribes had the right answers. They knew the scriptures. And yet they missed the blessing of the birth of Christ. They were self-righteous people. They were folks that, that felt that they had no need. And, uh, you know, when you, when you don't see your needs, you don't, you don't see when God fulfills those needs and is a, is a blessing to you. And again, they knew the promise. They were religious. I mean, they were going through the motions. Uh, they knew the promise. And that promise was being fulfilled right underneath their nose. And they totally, totally missed it. They didn't see themselves as, as really needing to participate in and seeing the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, another group of people that, that, uh, that missed it was an entire city. And that was the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was only six miles away from Bethlehem. And yet there's, there's, there's no record of people from Jerusalem coming to Bethlehem to, to, to uh, see the Lord Jesus. They got caught up in religious ritual. They got caught up in their own lives. And they totally missed the birth of Christ. Another, another group of people that, uh, that missed it were the Romans. And the Romans were in control at the time. And the, the, the Romans were... were uh, tied up in a philosophy uh, that, that basically was eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we, we die. Uh, you, today we would, we would call it the philosophy of if it feels good, do it. Uh, you know, I want what I want when I want it, and I want it now. Uh, live for today, existentialism, you know, uh, live in the moment. And that's exactly what they did, and because of that, the, the Roman nation grew very cold to God. 
Uh, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12 says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. You know, I've been saying in the last few weeks, and I don't know why, but I just uh, have been using one phrase over and over and over again, sin is not your friend. And sin is not your friend. And one of the reasons why sin is not your friend is when sin grows in our lives, our love diminishes. And, and uh, our desire for the things of God diminish. And, and all of these people that are just mentioned, they all missed out on the blessing that God had for them, that he had for them in, in Bethlehem, because of the things they're involved in. They're involved in, 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 in a busyness and in pride and self-righteousness, uh, in, in relig- religious rituals, uh, and they were involved in sin. And all of those things caused them to totally miss the blessing. Now, there's a group of people, though, that didn't miss it. And they got, they, they, they got in on it, and they got the whole deal. Take your Bibles, and, and you should be in, still in Luke 2, hopefully. Uh, look down in verses 8 through 20. Same chapter that we were reading in. We'll just continue in verse 8. It says, there was... There were, in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord." And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away uh, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem. And see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. What they were saying was, let's not miss the blessing. Boy, let's go, let's go check this thing out. Verse 16, And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which are told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Shepherds were out in the field. They were doing their business. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were, they were watching over their flocks, and it was nighttime. And... and uh, uh, they were they were busy uh, doing what they what their duty was to do, but when God showed up, they took their attention off of what they were preoccupied with and paid attention to God and what He was doing. You know, uh, there there are times, many times in our lives, when we just need to stop and look and see what God is doing in our lives and doing around us uh, so that we can learn the things that God wants us to learn and we can get the blessings that God wants us to get. 
Uh, one, of the, one of the phrases that was used, uh, which is a very, very popular phrase uh, in, on Christmas cards, if you, you've received Christmas cards, if you get some religious ones, ones that have to do with the birth of Christ, uh, you, you've probably gotten several of them, maybe many of them, that have this phrase on it. Look at verse 14. It says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Uh, whenever there's peace, it's always preceded by something. And oftentimes, you, you hear or see printed peace on earth, goodwill toward men, but you don't hear the very first part of that phrase. And the first part of the phrase is glory to God in the highest. Without the glory to God in the highest, you're not going to get peace on earth, goodwill to men. Uh, you, you find uh, when the Apostle Paul addressed various churches and people, he would, he would address them with grace be unto you and peace. He never said peace and grace. He said grace and peace. Why? Well, because the grace needs to precede the peace. Um, the Bible says that we're, we're justified by faith in, in Romans chapter 5, and verse 1. And because we're justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But the justified by faith has to precede the peace. Um, the Bible says in Romans 8, 6, a spiritually minded person it has life and, and peace. But the life and peace don't just happen automatically. They happen because we're spiritually minded. The um, Bible talks about uh, Romans 14, 17. Uh, talks about the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. But again, before you can have that peace, you've got to have the righteousness. Uh, in uh, 1 Timothy 1, 2, uh, the, the uh, Apostle Paul addressed Timothy and said, Mercy and peace be unto you. The mercy had to precede the peace. Um, over in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22, it says this, Flee youthful lusts, but follow after, and then one of the things it says to follow after is to follow after peace. You can't have the peace and still follow after the youthful lusts. You've got to flee those things and so that you can, you can follow peace. Um, James chapter 3 and verse 18 says, But the wisdom uh, that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. Now, here's the point. The point is, is that those shepherds, they were out in, the, uh, out in the field, they were taking care of their flocks, they plugged into the peace of God that night. But you know what? They had to do something to do that. They had to pay attention. They had to give attention to God. You know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we've got to just put the brakes on. And, and let me tell you, this is a, a huge disruption to their night. <laughs> okay? Uh, we saw it depicted uh, a little bit uh, in, the, in the, the play last week. Uh, the, the father and son were talking. All of a sudden the light shone and, and, and the, the Lord spoke to them. They, they uh, fell down on their, on their faces before, before the angels. Um, you know, that, that totally disrupted their evening. But they didn't care because they wanted to get in on the blessings that God had for them. And uh, so they made time for him. 
they stopped what they were doing. I mean, again, they were involved in taking care of those sheep. But those shepherds went and saw Jesus Christ. They went into Bethlehem. The, the shepherding was put on hold so that they could go see the babe in the manger. And they were in a hurry to do it. Look in verse 16. It says, And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Why were they in haste? Because they were excited about it. They were excited about the blessings of God. They were excited about the fulfillment of prophecy. They were excited about the promises being fulfilled in Bethlehem that day. And uh, they were, they were in, a, uh, in, in a hurry to plug into the blessings of God. Uh, you know what? We're in a hurry about everything else. <laughs> we're in a hurry about stuff that doesn't matter. We need to get in a hurry to find out what has God got for us. But we have to be attentive to those things and not be, not be distracted by all the junk that's around us. Uh, look, look down in verse 15 of Luke 2. It says, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem. See this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Um, God had made known some things unto them, but they had to plan to change what they were doing and go see. You know, I, I'm, I'm convinced that I, I think this is true in, in churches. I think this is true in our personal lives. God has a hard time sometimes getting in there. He has a, a hard time uh, disrupting our schedule long enough and, uh, and us disrupting our schedule so that we can pay attention to what God is doing. Um, there are, there are ver a multitude of verses in Scripture that, that, that tell us that God heaps all kinds of blessings upon us. But I'm convinced that many times because we're so dissuaded by everything else, we don't see them. They're going on right underneath our nose. But, but because of maybe one little thing that bothered us or something that we're concentrating on or that we're, 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 we're so intent on taking care of, we miss Everything that got the, the blessings that God has for us. And if you look down in, in verses 17 through 20, notice how the, how the shepherds responded once they saw the babe and once they, once they saw Joseph and Mary. In verse 17, it says, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. The shepherds talked to others about what God was doing. They were excited about the blessings of God. Uh, they didn't speak about their problems. They weren't, they weren't uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'll guarantee you there were problems back at the flock, okay? You cannot, you cannot herd sheep, and especially a large number of sheep, without there being difficulties without there being problems but you know that was far from their lips that night all they were concerned about that night was the fact that there was a babe born in a manger he's the fulfillment of old testament prophecy he is the son of god he's from everlasting and he's come for us and he's come to be a blessing to us and he's come to be a sacrifice for our sins 
They, they, you know, I, I don't think there was any complaining going on that night. You know, when, when, uh, when complaining comes into our, our, our lives and, and we get disgruntled about things, can I tell you what it does? It puts blinders on. It, it causes, it really causes spiritual blindness. Because you can't see, when all you're concerned about is what's wrong, you can't see what God's doing that's right. And listen, I, you know, you say, yeah, but I'll tell you what, our country's a mess, and our country's this, and our country's that. Yes, I would agree with you. But honestly, I think we talk too much about the problem. Listen, this last week, who did you talk more about? Did you talk in your conversations at work and, and so forth, did you talk more about Jesus Christ or did you talk more about President Trump? Did you talk more about the blessings of God or did you talk more about the impeachment? Now, you know, I know that thing's important and I, I know it's a mess and everything else. But God's doing some things in our country. He's doing some things in your life. He's doing some things in our church. He's doing some things around us. And oftentimes, because we're so disgruntled and because we're so discouraged and because we're not putting our, our minds and our hearts on the promises and the blessings of God, we're missing the whole deal. And it's going on right underneath our nose. You say, yeah, but pastor, don't you know the Bible says in the last days, perilous times will come and we're living in the last days and these are dangerous. I know all that. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not poo-pooing that at all. What I'm saying is that when, when the darker it gets, the brighter the light shines. And that's just the truth. Was it, was it dark in the days that Jesus was born? I'm not talking about nighttime dark. I'm talking about spiritual dark. Okay, obviously it was night. Uh, but but it, was, it was spiritually a dark time. Uh, you know, I know there's times we feel like we're in captivity, but we're not. We don't have a foreign government ruling over us. They did. And yet it was during that time that God brought one of the greatest miracles to this earth. He had a virgin, a woman who had never known a man, give birth to a child, and that child was unlike any child that ever had been born or ever would be born. He was 100% God, and he was 100% man, and in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily right there in that stable laying in that manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And there were a bunch of folks that totally missed it. But there were some shepherds who allowed God to put a hold on what they were doing and went to Bethlehem and saw that wonderful thing. There's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's no, no real record of any other people outside of those shepherds. And you say, well, the wise men. Okay, but that was later, and that was in a house, and we'll, like I said, we'll see that tonight. But uh, there's no record of other people responding. Nobody came from Jerusalem. 
You know, Herod didn't show up. The innkeeper had it going on right on his own property. And because he was so tied up, and who knows, you know, maybe he was complaining about this and complaining about that, but he had it happening right there, and he totally missed it. I don't know about you. I don't want to miss what God's got for me. I don't want to miss the blessings that God is doing around me and the blessings that God wants to do through you and I. There's a, there's a song that uh, comes on at Christmas time. And it's the, the Little Drummer Boy song. Not really my favorite Christmas song. Uh, in fact, oftentimes when I hear that, I either fast forward or go to something else or whatever. But, uh, but you think about that song. And there's, there's two phrases that are, that are used in that song. Do you see what I see and do you hear what I hear? The shepherds heard and saw things that the innkeeper never saw, people in Jerusalem never saw, Herod never saw or heard. But was it available to all of them? Yeah, it was. Definitely was. But they missed the blessings. God's at work. But when we get a complaining spirit, we get wrapped up in pride, we get wrapped up in our own lives, we miss what God is doing. Don't miss the blessings. You might be here this, this morning and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. You're not absolutely positive right now where you sit, that your sins are all forgiven and that you're on your way to heaven. Maybe there's some doubt in your mind. Maybe you just flat don't know, period. You know, when, when I got, the night I got saved, I was asked, do you know for sure if you died to go to heaven? I said, nope, I don't. And I didn't. I did not have a clue. You know, the, the sad thing is, is that up until that point, nobody had ever given me a gospel tract. Nobody had ever witnessed to me that I know of. I, I never had the gospel, and I'm thankful I had the gospel presented to me, to me that night, and that night I trusted Christ as, as my Savior. God had been doing a work in my heart for quite a few years. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I had it going on right underneath my nose, and it wasn't until I was 17 years old that I finally took it. You know, the, the truth is, is that salvation is available to all. It always bothers me. We had, uh, we, when we had that play, I know on Friday night we had a lot of people there that weren't saved. On Sunday night, I think we had even more people there uh, here at the, at the play that weren't saved. They heard the gospel in the play. They heard the gospel in the, me- in the short message. And yet they walked out the same way they walked in. Boy, that, that, that really bothers me. I don't mean I get mad or anything. It bothers me. It's going on right underneath their nose, and they're still in their sin, and their sin's not forgiven. That's horrible. That's awful. You know, if you're here this morning and there's any doubt in your mind as to whether or not you're saved, uh, let me encourage you. Take action on it today. Trust Jesus Christ as Savior. I'm going to give an invitation in just a minute. And you're here, and you don't know for sure if you died to go to heaven. Just come forward, take my hand, and say, Pastor, I need to get that thing settled. I need to be saved. I need to have the questions removed. Well, somebody take the word of God and 
help you with that thing. And you can buy your head right, right here and trust Him and Him alone as your Savior. Get that thing taken care of for all eternity. You won't miss the blessing of eternal life. You're here this morning, you're saved. It's good that you got in on the blessing of eternal life, but there's a whole bunch of other blessings that God's got for us. If we don't take action on sin in our life, we're going to miss the blessing. If we get all wrapped up in the things that aren't important, we're going to miss the blessing. Uh, there's all, if we start to complain and to gripe and to criticize, we're going to miss on, on the blessing. Don't miss out on the blessings that God's got for you. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I pray that uh, you'd help us to realize that uh, you are in the blessing business and that uh, you love us and you care for us. The whole reason why you sent the Lord Jesus Christ to this earth was because, Father, uh, you love the world. And the world certainly has not loved you back. The world certainly has not been lovable. And yet, uh, Lord, you, you loved the world. You loved us. And you sent Jesus to be born in a manger so that one day he could die on a cruel cross and be the, be the total payment for our sin. There might be somebody here this morning that is not saved. They're not absolutely positive that if they died today, they go to heaven. What a, what a horrible, horrible shame it would be if they walked out in the same condition that they walked into this building in. They walked in in their sins, and then they walk out in their sins. And it's not necessary. They simply need to, to repent and trust Jesus Christ and you alone as their Savior. Father, I pray that this would be the day of salvation for anyone that might be here without you. I pray, Father, for, for all Christians that are here, all saved people, uh, that we not miss out on what, Lord, you've got for us in our lives. And we can get tied up into things just like those folks, just like Herod did. We can get tied up in ourselves, just like the innkeeper did. We can get tied up in the insignificant things. Uh, Father, just like the people in Jerusalem, they just didn't think it was important to go to Bethlehem, just six miles away. Lord, I, I pray that you'd help us to see that you are a, a God of blessings. And, uh, Father, we need to plug into those blessings and get the, the, the full benefit. Lord, deal with hearts. And if there's anything that's, that's obstructing that process, I pray that... Today, we take care of it, and we repent. Uh, Lord, uh, I pray that you just have your will and have your way in this, this invitation. God, speak to hearts, and as you do, Lord, may our heart's desire be that uh, as we see our need before our God, we'll take care of it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together.